If we're not reading the Bible through Jesus and we're taking everything as equal and giving everything uh, the same weight and taking it at its face value, the Bible's an incoherent text. How can you say, listen to the cries of the poor without looking at what makes them poor? You don't have to believe certain things to be part. The irony is that you can be pro-guns, pro-death penalty, pro-military, anti-environment, and still say you're pro-life. But people get really uncomfortable. It's like they want to have their religion and they want to have their porn. They want to do both. I don't think any form of Christianity deserves to survive and thrive if it doesn't come to terms with the racism of our past. When we really tell the story of Jesus, we find a God who comes to the point where it has all collapsed. If a good teacher is to get a student to get the right answers on the test, and if Jesus was supposed to get us to get the right answer for when we die, then can we just be honest and say, not a good teacher? We are heading into the holiday season, friends. <laughs> Health and wellness tends to go out the window. So call up Angie Niska at Rise Nutrition to help with all health and nutrition needs. Of course, you can get your free wellness profile just by clicking the link in the show notes. That's Angie Niska with Rise Nutrition. Well, for those of us who are in America, it is Thanksgiving in a couple of days. So today, we're going to focus all of our energy on talking about something, not about thankfulness or gratefulness, because everybody's going to be talking about that this week. But we're going to talk about something a little bit different, and that is goodness. I feel like I was just born with this gene where every thing I do and everything I try, like I just want to be the absolute best at it. That goes way back to the time when I used to play board games with my parents. And if I didn't win, I would get so angry that I would throw the board, the the whole game across the room. Like I just wanted to be good. I wanted to win. I wanted to be the one on top. But whatever I put my hands to, I wanted to be great at it. I still do that today. Like anything I get my mind on, I'm just like, I'm going to do that amazing. I'm going to do put like tons of time into it and make it happen. I In fifth grade, I started drumming. I picked up some drumsticks after seeing a guy in my hometown who was really good. And I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it really good. And by the time I was in later middle school, I was practicing three hours a day. And I kept up that practice routine, not every day, but a lot of days, all the way through college. So from eighth grade all the way through college, I'm practicing like hours upon hours a day just because I want to be the best. I want to be the best I possibly can. I found out that I was pretty good at public speaking at one point in my life. Same thing. It's like, how do I do this in a way that it's going to be the best? I I did messages in straight jackets. (laughs) I would smash mirrors on stages. I'm just like, how do I get this point across the best possible way? And I put tons of time into it, put tons of energy. I studied like crazy. When I was just getting going at speaking, 
I would listen to so many speakers on a given week. I mean, every single day, practically, I was listening to somebody, not just to get some sort of inspiration from them, but to study how they were doing what they were doing, what I liked about what they did, what I didn't like what, about what they did, how they set up their talks or their sermons or whatever. I mean, I was just so into it. Still, I am a little bit to this day with that. I, I remember like being in charge of Easter and holidays at a church that I was on staff with and like <laughs> never forget like one Easter like the night before Easter I'm on this huge ladder like hanging black and white fabric because at some point somebody was going to tear it down during a song so it went from black to like I just anything I do I'm just trying to like I, I, I get a little extra. I'm not going to lie. Like I always want to be great. I see these things in my head or I get an idea in my mind and I just will it into being. I don't know how else to say it. I will it into being. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But man, it's not for lack of effort. I am trying to be great at everything. Now, this has helped me in a lot of ways in life. But the reason I'm laughing is because I know in so many areas of life it has caused me so much trouble because I get so focused and so single-minded, oh, I tell you. I mean, if you're the type of person that's kind of like that, you know, <laughs> you know the trouble it gets you into. Uh, it's it's not the best thing in the world. I'll tell you that much. And I'm honestly trying to, in my older adult life, have been trying to back off that a little bit. Now that I still don't want to be great, I do, but maybe a little less focused would be better for the people around me. Now, many of us are pretty frustrated at the world right now, right? And so for those of us, again, in America who are entering into Thanksgiving week, we might be looking around saying, I don't know, man, I'm not thankful for anything because it's a tough world right now. We're so divided in so many ways. I mean, we talked a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago on this podcast. There's so much hurt, so much anger, so many people that are just being, I mean, un just simply unkind to one another. Like some of the very basic things that we need for this world to be a good place, kindness, in so many ways not happening. So it's easy to think about this or just kind of have a realization of this, which I feel like I do at several times every week. So it's easy to, to look around and just feel like hope is totally fading away. <laughs> like every day we lose a little more of it. But this is why you may have noticed that I ask every guest of this podcast, you might have noticed, I ask them the same question or a version of the same question at the end. And I say, where do you see hope in this world? And I'm not going to lie. It's because I actually want to know because I often struggle to see it. I'm the type of person like I'll watch documentary about a justice issue or an injustice in this world and it'll mess with me for weeks sometimes i'll read a book about something that's going on and i just i can't get it out of my mind i'll see somebody hurt somebody and it just it i don't know it just sticks it sticks on me i don't even know how else to say it like i can't i can't shed it i can't get rid of it it sticks with me there's things that i saw or uh, films that I saw or experiences that I had even from like a really young age that still sometimes I'll just catch myself like daydreaming about because there's something about when I see injustice uh, it just it just grabs onto me and doesn't let go and so that can that can lead to <laughs> some really tough days right but 
what I've realized is there's the, the blessing of being in the field that I am in, which is podcasting, speaking, working on justice issues. The absolute biggest blessing is that in the midst of this struggle that I have, in the midst of this looking around and seeing so much hardship in the world, in the midst of that, I have gotten to meet over the past few years some of the most incredible people. Just people that you sit with and you're like, this this person is amazing. Like you walk away and you feel so inspired by what they're engaging in or just the way they talk about what they talk about. I mean, I can't, that's, that's the only word I can think of, like just totally inspired by being around them. And most of that is because of the incredible work that they're doing. Like they're, they're doing something in this world that's making a difference. And so I had an experience not that long ago where I got to meet several people like this. And I was flying back because this was on the West Coast in the United States. And I was flying back and I was like, what is it? What is it about the people that I met this week that I'm just like buzzing? I'm just, I'm just feeling like, like that was the greatest thing ever. Like I experienced something that was way better than the best vacation ever. Like I was just around people that were so infectious and so inspiring and so amazing. And so I just started journaling. I was like, what, what is it? What, why did, why was I drawn to these people? I've been around a lot of really incredible people my whole life and a lot of different fields, but it was like something about some of the people I get to be around these days that I'm just like, it's just drawn to them. And so I started journaling. I'm like, what is it? What is it? What is it? What inspires me about these people? So first it should be noted that all of the people that are in my mind right now that I'm thinking about that I've met over the last few years, I mean, they are just all great at what they do. These people have put in some time. They have become experts in their field. They have, I mean, they're, they're in it. They are in it and they're good at it. Whatever it is they're doing, like they're good at it. But then if you think about that, like there's no lack of greatness in this world. Everywhere you look, there's people that are great at what they do. I mean, so many people have just spent tons of hours doing what they're trying to get good at. Just like I did it with drumming and speaking, even spent a great deal of time figuring out how to podcast well. So many other people have done that in their fields as well. They spend countless hours just honing in on their gift sets, trying to be great at what they do. And I am so thankful for them because we need people who are great at what they do in this world because honestly it can make this world a better place i want my doctors to be super great at what they do i want the teachers that are teaching my kids to be absolutely great at what they do i want everybody in every field to have some greatness because no doubt about it it makes our world a better place however that is not at all what drew me to the people that were in my head on this plane ride not at all because like i said i've been around great people, people that are really great at what they do my whole life, really, especially being in the music field growing up, like so much greatness there. But that, that's, that wasn't it. And then it dawned on me. It was like this aha moment. People, if they're looking at me on the plane, probably thought something really odd happened. I had my headphones on, I'm journaling, and all of a sudden, like my eyes get big and I start looking around because it dawned on me that they all have something that I would argue and will argue on this podcast is far more important than greatness. And that is goodness. These people 
all have so much goodness within them. So many of them, so many of the people right now that I'm thinking of, and I'm not going to name names because I know I'll leave a ton of people out, but so many of the people that are in my head right now that I'm thinking of that have inspired me over the past few years, they have so much goodness in them. And it's that goodness that is leading them to engage in the work that they do. They are giving countless hours of their time They've shed countless tears because of the work that they're doing and in many cases have given a great deal of their resources toward making this world better by caring for humanity. And again, everybody I'm thinking about is doing that in a different way, but the common denominator, the thing that binds them together is they're filled with so much goodness. I mean, like I said, I've met a lot of people who are great in this world, But if there's people who are great and they lack goodness, they can create and have historically created some of the greatest problems in our world. If you point your greatness in the wrong direction, it creates extreme destruction in our world. Many argue, and I honestly can't come against it, many argue that Hitler was a great leader based on the devotion of the people that followed him. I mean, he somehow convinced all these people that what he was doing was right. And so it's hard to argue whether he was a great leader or not, right? He led a bunch of people in a direction and it worked. But his greatness did not come with any ounce of goodness. And the result was a holocaust. So greatness without goodness caused the holocaust. I know that's a total extreme example, but I often like to start there to get the point across. But I'm confident that you see it all over the place. Like the great business person who cares more about the bottom line than the customer experience or the quality of the product, that creates problems. The teacher with an incredible mind who doesn't care for their students at all, that's going to be a problem. That greatness is not going to (laughs) be what we need. We need more goodness. That medical professional who is great in knowledge and skill but doesn't make the patient feel safe or comfortable, I mean, those are all examples of greatness without goodness. Now, of course, Jesus tends to be a little bit of my home base. I'm not saying that he's the only spiritual leader that we should look to. I don't believe that at all. But he's my home base. He's been the, he's been the guy I've always looked to. So when I think about this idea of goodness, it makes me think about Jesus. What was Jesus great at? And as I was thinking about that this week, I was like, what skill did Jesus have that we know that he totally kicked ass at? I don't know. I mean, we know that he was probably a carpenter, but we don't know if he was any good at it. I mean, the truth of the matter is, friends, like I've built the last two houses that I've lived in. I mean, My dad and I and my wife and friends, like we built it with our own hands. We didn't hire somebody to build it. We built that thing. (laughs) But I am no no carpentry expert. I may be able to do some carpentry work, but I am not great at carpentry. I am so thankful that the roof above my head has not fallen down on my family yet, and it won't. But if a great carpenter came into my house, they would see lots and lots of flaws so i can do it but i'm not great at it maybe that's how jesus was maybe he was you know able to do carpentry but we don't know if he was great at it was he a great speaker 
who knows? Like, nobody ever said anything about it. I have a feeling like if he was phenomenal, somebody would have said something. Like, one of the writers of the gospel would have been like, man, that guy could command a crowd, right? But we don't hear any of that. I mean, I'm guessing that if I had the power to heal people of their sickness, I would have crowds of people following me around as well. I don't think it would have much to do with what I'm great at. It's like, hey, that guy can make people not sick. (laughs) We should all follow him, right? It's not about what he is great at. It was about that Jesus was good. Like the greatness that Jesus had was his goodness. He was great at being good. Like that's a revelation right now as I'm speaking into this microphone. That was Jesus' greatness, right? It wasn't some sort of skill that he had. His greatness was his goodness. Now, there was this time when a couple of Jesus' followers, let me be clear, they were men, not a surprise. They were arguing over who was greater because that's what guys do, right? (laughs) We're just idiots like that. So there's these couple of guys who are arguing. They're following Jesus for quite a while at this point. They just start arguing who's going to get like the better spot in heaven. (laughs) And Jesus responds. He says, guys, you don't even know what you're asking for. My paraphrase is like, guys, you totally don't get it. You are like masters at missing the point right now. Because they were following Jesus because of his goodness and they were having an argument about who was greater. You can see where the disconnect was there, right? Organizations of faith, whether that's churches, mosques, a lot of other, you know, temples, a lot of times organizations of faith have spent far too much time focusing on greatness and far too little time focusing on goodness. (laughs) They all believe they're right. Right, We want to be great at getting the right answers. And they, they care a great deal about big buildings and fancy buildings, even though in the Christian setting we'll talk about, even though the one they claim to follow, Jesus, made some very clear points that he did not care about fancy big buildings. Not at all. I mean, there was a point when the disciples were like, hey, Jesus, check out these these amazing buildings back here. And Jesus just walked away and said, yeah, those won't be there for very long. Like, he didn't care. In general, like, there's these faith communities, and they try to have the best speakers, the best musicians, the best kids programs, the best this, the best that. Because the thinking is, and it's not bad thinking, the thinking is, if they are great, then a bunch of people will show up. Also, something Jesus didn't seem to care that much about, if at all. I don't think Jesus cared about it at all. And when the crowd showed up in Jesus' case, so crowds were there, but like he wasn't doing anything to try to attract them. Like he didn't have this plan of like, if I do this really well, a bunch of people will show up. That wasn't the deal at all. They just followed him. They, they sensed that he was great at being good and they followed him because of it. But when they did show up, he didn't make a spectacle out of it. I feel like a lot of times in our world, not just in church world, but in the world in general, like when a bunch of people show up, we just make a spectacle out of it. Jesus, instead, his goodness came front and center. And in some cases, like the thing he was worried about is, hey, has everybody got enough to eat? Did people bring lunch, right? And he made sure that they were taken care of. He didn't stand up and do this grand healing that everybody could see or give this great message that everybody could hear. He's like, hey, these people need to eat. And he fed them. That's what goodness looks like. 
And that's way better than greatness. So if I interviewed myself on my own podcast, which I should do, that would be pretty easy to do. You know, I could just edit it in and I could ask myself questions and then I could give the answers. I'm not going to do it. But if I did, I would ask myself the same last question that I ask everybody else. I would say, hey, Matt, where is it that you see hope in the world? And I would ponder it for a while. And then I'd say, Matt, that's a really good question. And then I would say, well, for a while there, I didn't see hope anywhere. <laughs> I mean, for a couple of years, I felt like there was no hope. But over the past few years, I've met so many people who are great at goodness. And because I see so many focusing on goodness, I therefore see a whole lot of hope in this world. All great change throughout history has come from the bottom up. All great change throughout history has come from the bottom up. So the goodness that is happening in the streets right now, in homes right now, in schools right now, in prisons, in all of our places of influence, like all the goodness that is happening, it's like heat and it's going to naturally rise. It is naturally rising. And there is no system that can overcome goodness. I believe that with all my heart. Greatness can be stopped. For sure it can. Greatness can be stopped. But goodness grows, goodness expands, and goodness affects everyone close to it. So I see hope in the goodness of human beings that I meet every single day. And the people who stand with and fight against human trafficking with me with fierce freedom, so much goodness. The students that I meet all over the country every single week when I'm speaking about kindness and compassion, like some of these kids, they're so good. My friends at Celtic Way and Solarize who are just working so desperately to, to change the environment in which we practice our faith, like so, just so much genuine goodness. So many guests who have so graciously and selflessly given their time to me for interviews for this podcast. So many of them possess so much goodness. My amazing family, so much goodness. My incredible friends that I too often take for granted, so much goodness. And it's in that goodness, and maybe only in that goodness, that I find any hope for this world. Whether you are listening in America where we celebrate Thanksgiving this week or somewhere else across the world, this week, maybe let's all together focus on goodness. Focus on the goodness that surrounds us and focus on the goodness that's within us. Because as much as I love, and I do, as much as I love and value greatness, goodness is where life truly exists. That's where it's at. Goodness is where hope abounds. So let's be great at being good, friends. Let, let your greatness be your goodness. Friends, on a personal note, five years ago, 
almost to the day. Five years ago, I got kicked out of the missional church that I started in hopes of creating community for hurting and homeless people. And I got kicked out of that community that I started because of the way I believed and because of the things I believed. A few months after I got kicked out by the leadership team that I assembled, they all, except for one couple, so I want to make sure I say that in case they're listening, they all left. They all left that community that they kicked me out of. And because all of our funding was gone and because all of the energy was gone by that time, I was the one, along with those, those couple of friends that I mentioned who are still friends to this day, amazing people, I had to return after getting kicked out and after seeing it all fade away. I had to return to lock the doors for the final time. I can't even tell you the hurt that I felt. I can't even tell you, like I even get a little choked up talking about it now, and this was five years ago. I can't even tell you how much of a failure I felt like because I felt like I was locking the doors on this community of hurt and homeless and struggling people. I lost most of my friends, not all, but most. I lost <laughs> a lot of my faith. I felt like I was losing my mind. And a couple of years after that happened, I started this podcast. And I've always said, and even when I started it, I said, this is, this is a place for people like me to belong. Because I'm not the only one that's had a hurtful experience in a faith community, right? So, so I wanted this to be a, a place for people to belong. And, and that, is, that is so true to this day. I was just having a conversation about that with somebody just yesterday. But what may be more true is that I started this as a place for myself to heal. A place where, where I'm free to question and doubt and explore. A, a place to let people know how I was really feeling so they didn't have to assume or guess. <laughs> Just listen to this and I'll tell you. And then, and this is, this is maybe the part I guess I didn't expect. Maybe I hoped because I want everything to be great, right? And then you all showed up. And then you just, you just keep showing up week after week. And five years after one of the worst times in my life, where I had no idea what I was going to do with myself, I had no idea what I was going to do for a career, like just five short years after that, in large part because of all of you that are listening, I get to wake up every morning knowing that the work I get to do is so good, so beautiful, so meaningful, and I, I get to simply try to do my part. And as I do that, I get to meet so many of you. And as I meet you and I see how much goodness is in this world, like my heart just soars. And, and I, I, I regain hope that I lost for so long because I believe in that goodness that's in so many of us. I believe in it so very much, like to the core of my being. So... For those of you celebrating Thanksgiving, enjoy the company, enjoy the food, enjoy the time off. And to all of you, thank you for going on this journey with me. I could never express how grateful I am for the goodness that you've shown me.